Welcome to Wild and Weird Radio, a Wild and Weird West Virginia podcast. Tonight, we're covering a broad range of paranormal topics with our good friend, Dave Spinks. We're going to be covering paranormal hauntings. We're going to be covering shadow figures. We're going to be touching on a little bit of everything because Dave is involved in a wide variety of subjects. So, Dave, how you doing? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. How about yourself? Doing great. Oh, we're doing, doing great. Good. Doing good. So, so, so people who don't know Dave Spinks, uh, Dave, introduce yourself. You've been on a lot of stuff, to say well, the least, right? Yeah. Uh, I've been investigating and researching pretty much all topics in the paranormal for oh, 30, 30 plus years now. Uh, I delve into a little bit of all of it because um, I think it's all interconnected personally. And um, I've had numerous experiences over my time. And uh, I do this because of my experiences as a young man. And I wanted answers. And, it, you know, one thing led to another and it snowballed into what it is today. I was in the military for eight years, active duty a year in the National Guard, and then I went into federal law enforcement. And since I retired in 2011, I've, you know, taken this to the next level, so to speak. Uh, it's really taken off, hobby gone insane, you know, to say the least. And um, uh, it's a lot of fun uh, hearing people's experiences and encounters, and also sharing my own with everyone, and and sharing the investigations I do, and uh, you know, in my case files. I recently started putting a lot of those into books and whatnot. And, uh, you know, so as it happened, uh, the TV people see that and then they contact me wanting to tell some of those uh, accounts on TV. And then recently I've been doing some investigating on TV as well. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. And I uh, can't, you know, can't tell you how uh, absolutely excited I am to hear every time that you, you, you get one of those things and you're like, hey, this is happening. And it's like, wow, that's just it's awesome. It's great to see the local guys um, get some, you know, actual recognition. Yeah, I mean, really I don't do, I don't do it for that, though, guys. I mean, I do it because, you know, it's an opportunity, number one, and it's an opportunity to for me to get my stuff out there. But that's not why I investigate and research the paranormal. I do it for my own purposes, because I want to. I'm looking for one of those little pieces to the puzzle, you know, an answer yeah. to some of, yeah. you know, some of man's greatest questions, like what happens to us when we die? Are we alone in the universe? And are there unknown creatures walking among us? And I think, you know, the, it's a definite yes for all those things. And um, I don't think when we die, we just die. I think our energy transforms into something else and goes somewhere. So, you know, whether I'll ever find any of the answers or any of us will, I'm not sure. But for me, I know there's other things out there we can't explain. I know there's things out there we just don't understand. And uh, I've had too many experiences and I've talked to way, way, you know, thousands of people over the years that have had very similar experiences. So, you know, there's just so much out there uh, that we just don't understand as as human beings. And uh, it's fascinating to me to go out there and, and look for answers to some of those questions. Oh, yeah, I can't agree with you any more than that. I mean, it's a driving force, you know, and like I've said before many times, it's like all of us coalesce, you know, there's this this pool of, of weirdness that just coalesces and pretty soon everyone's like, you know, you have this amazing thing in common and it really is what you just said. It's about um, a deeper understanding and it's about trying to figure out 
these these mysteries that have pretty much been with mankind forever. And uh, you know that's what keeps you going. If, if you're if you're not looking for those reasons, it's it's probably not the right reason because that's that's kind of what it's all about, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So for me, I, it's just really refreshing to see someone uh, from our area on TV that's not one of the mountain monsters guys. Hey now, because, come on. Uh, because entertainment is entertainment, guys. It, I mean, yeah, you know, entertainment is entertainment, different. but but for the longest time, um, I know, you know, serious researchers in West Virginia were lumped into what the appearance was on that TV show, which is purely it's it's entertainment. It's it's good fun. They are interested in the topics, but it's oh, yeah. it's entertainment and uh you know it, it just is what it is but it's nice seeing somebody from our area that is representing what we do in a serious way in in a serious aspect yeah. and being yeah. taken seriously on on top of that so yeah. uh it, it's it's really cool now um how many books have you have you gotten out there at this point dave oh let's see one two three i, I got the west virginia bigfoot book that was my yeah. first uh writing experience and then i did um the um, the real west virginia hauntings volume one book which is a series i'm working on there'll be several of those books um and the willows week book about the house i own in indiana and the real west virginia ufo book and then i have contributions to a couple other books uh the wood knock series by david weatherly uh, i was in volume two of that and, yep, uh, I just picked that one up recently, actually. Yeah, and then um, the uh, the God, he'll kill me if I get the title wrong. <laughs> it's the paranormal. <laughs> it's the West Virginia Paranormal Files uh, book that we, me, him, and Ross Allison co-wrote because they had both done a lot of investigations in West Virginia over the years. So we did a little compilation together of some of our favorite investigations we've done you know and it's a cool little book um highly recommended it. it's a good book so um you know that's what i got and i've got several more books in the works i'm continuing the real haunted series and it won't just be on west virginia there'll be numerous west virginia versions of that but other uh states that i've lived in and also investigated as well over my 30 plus years um those books will be those books are in the works and uh, working on some new monster stuff here in West Virginia as well. So, you know, being the researcher that you are, you have a, a really credible background uh, as well. So you want to want to touch on that for uh, those who don't know? Well, I mean, you know, I kind of I kind of transmuted my law enforcement background over into my investigative skills. You know, um, I kind of kind of how I investigate, you know, and. Uh, after, you know, of course, early on before I was in law enforcement, I just kind of winged it because I, you know, was seeing stuff on TV and I saw Hans Holzer on an episode of In Search of way back and I had a tape recorder just like him. And that's how I learned how to kind of do EVPs, you know. But then yeah. when you learn to investigate actual investigative skills, of course, I'm going to apply that uh, law enforcement background into what I do now. And then just, you know, you learn how to research when you're looking for answers as a young man. I was going to the local libraries looking for anything I could find on UFOs, Bigfoot, hauntings, everything else, you know, magazines, newspapers, uh, books. And you learn how to research on your own like that over so many years, you know, and 
And then my case files, you know, that's where that's where the majority of my uh, information comes from for my books, you know, because I write them in a, as a firsthand experiencer and with other people, you know, that I've interviewed on those particular cases. And other investigators may have investigated the same place, too. And I put some of their accounts and experiences in those books as well. So when it comes to uh, when it comes to hauntings specifically, what is it that drew you in? Well, I, what really drew me in is um, my my uh, both my first paranormal experiences were with both my different my mom's dad and my dad's dad. The first thing that happened to me, as most people know, is I had a Bigfoot experience here in West Virginia with my dad's dad. Right. The second one was about three years later. My uh, mom's dad was dying of cancer, and I was visiting my dad uh, in uh, Nicholas County where he lived, and my mom's dad lived in uh, right on the border of Braxton and Nicholas, like 30 miles away. And, and, you know, he, he was an old veteran, too, and he smoked like a freight train, smoked camel non-filters for the majority of his life. And he only had a quarter of one lung left. I mean, his lung capacity was nil. So he had to have a trach tube put in and he would smoke those cigarettes through the hole in his throat that the hospital <laughs> put in. That's how hardcore he was with a smoker, you know? Wow. Well, we all knew it was just a matter of time before he wouldn't be with us anymore, you know? Well, that particular summer I was down at my dad's and I was, it was in the middle of the night, three, four, five o'clock in the morning. I don't even remember, but I had this bizarre dream and I woke up and there was my mom's dad standing at the foot of the bed, looking at me as clear as me and you looking at each other, you know, two feet away. And he looked really good. And I kind of did the double take and I, and I shook my head and wiped my eyes. I'm like, what are you doing here, Papa? And he didn't say anything. He just smiled and then whoosh, he was gone. Like this dissipated, right? Wow. And I was like, whoa. That was a freaky dream, and I just went back to bed. You know, I just chalked it up as a dream. Well, the next morning, that was on my mind after I got up, and I called up to my grandma and grandpa's house, and uh, my uncle from out of state answered the phone, and I said, what are you doing there? And he goes, no one called you yet? And I said, no, why? He said, your grandpa died last night. Everybody's coming in from the the funeral. And I'm like, what? You know, I just kind of jaw dropped, hit the floor. I kind of dropped the It's like, what the freak? So... Long story short is I never said anything about it, the dream I had, until like six months later, we were up at Grandma and Grandpa's eating dinner. The family was in visiting Grandma, you know. Uh, it was so it was bothering me so bad, and I just said, man, they're going to think I'm crazy, but I don't care. I'm telling them. So I just told them. I said, you know, the night Grandpa died, I had this bizarre dream, and he was standing at the foot of my bed looking at me. I said, what are you doing here? And he didn't say nothing, and then he just disappeared. And... Several members of the of our immediate family, all their faces went white, and they're like, "Oh my God, I had the same dream that night." Blah blah blah, you know. And that's when I knew right then he had come to say goodbye before he went to wherever he was going, one last time, you know. And that really just sent me over the edge, wanting to know more answers, you know. I had the Bigfoot experience, and a few years later, I had this experience. I'm like, "What the heck's going on here?" You know, there this is bizarre. So. Ever since those days, those early days, that those, you know, those, those things really shaped my my beginnings in the paranormal and, and me wanting to find answers to some of those questions. So, what do you think personally about how some people seem to have 
all of these uh, – they're basically weird magnets. That's what we've come to call them, yeah. where yeah. they've had supernatural experiences, paranormal experiences, Bigfoot encounters, all wrapped up in one person. Well, um, hold on a second. Just <laughs> we talked about this once before, um, yeah. Dave, and uh, it, it, me listening to your story um, – I've never told Joe and Ron this. I've really not told anybody. Um, uh, there's a few things that have happened to me, and listening to you has made me think about exactly. I was I was waiting for you know to ask the same question that Joe's going to ask you, and it's 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 crazy. I'm just sitting here like, like oh my god, this is you know. <laughs> See, <laughs> it's I told you like how a this full works. circle, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's, it's wow. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but wow. No, no, wait, go, go ahead, Wayne. Go for it. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was, I, my, me and my sister, when my grandmother passed away, um, my sister had a dream, and I woke up, and I said, you know, Mom, Grandma's dead. And she goes, no, 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 your Grandma's fine. She's fine. She's fine. My sister woke up, you know, the next morning and said, Grandma, Grandma passed away. Grandma's dead, isn't she? And she goes, no, 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 Grandma's not dead. Well, it wasn't very long at all when the phone rang and we got that call that my mom's mother had passed away last night, you know, in the middle of the night. And it was it was pretty wild, you know. It was just like, whoa, you know, of course, we just like, oh, that's cool, you know. That's, that's weird, you know, when we were young. We never thought no more about it. But then, you know, obviously – You've had, like you said, your Bigfoot encounter, you know, and all that. I've had an encounter of some kind. I've had what I think was a demon, you know, that I encountered um, that kind of just messed me up for quite a few years. Um, I seen my mom after she passed away, which is kind of like you said, you seen your grandfather. I seen my mom. We were very close. I seen her sitting on the edge of the bed. I heard her voice call my name one day, not long after she was gone, in the same house that, you know, she lived in forever. Um, and, you know, it's just, I'm just kind of blown away by that there's someone else that is experienced, you know, has experienced some of the same things. And, and I, I'm just, wow, you know, I would, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I'm kind of. Well, that right it. there, Wayne, is why we do what we do. Because that's how you bring this community together and get these people to tell their stories. You know, the, when they hear it from someone else and they're hearing their own words, it's a lot easier for them to say, hey, you won't believe this, but and maybe you will believe it. And just like you just did. I mean, that's that's the greatest thing. Yeah, because you begin to think that maybe you're the only guy, you know, you're the only person right. that's had this well, that's, experience. That's the thing, Wayne. So many people have you know, have had similar experiences where it's in the or, you know, seeing their loved ones that have passed. I mean, but everyone's, you know, there's a, especially for uh, people our age, you know, when I was first doing this, you didn't talk about this stuff. It was taboo, man. You're exactly. messing with me, you're doing this, you know, and now thank, thank God, you know, the TV thing's a double-edged sword because it's good in some ways, but it's bad for real research and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, Mm-hmm. It's good because it's actually made it pop culture now, and it's right. more. It, it's it's brought it into the uh, cultural zeitgeist. Yeah, but and and that's what these conferences and stuff are so great about because you're going to meet so many people that have had similar experiences and they're sharing their stories and 
you're like, wow. And most people that are doing this stuff, you know, they've had an experience. That's why they do what they do. You know, <laughs> there's very few out there that have never had an experience that do this. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think, though, about the uh, back to what I was going to ask earlier, the the people who like all of us who are on this this line right now who have had multiple experiences in different realms of the paranormal um, because Wayne has had a Bigfoot encounter and he's had these uh, well, supernatural wait, encounters wait. and paranormal encounters. Wait, wait a minute. I don't well, an alleged, it's, a, it's an alleged Bigfoot encounter. I've I seen yeah. something, Dave. I won't say it's Bigfoot, but I've seen something and it was big and it, it's messed with me to, you know, still can't wrap my mind around it, but I wouldn't say it's Bigfoot. I don't know. And then, you know, I had an encounter with something in the woods, and I also lived this very uh, supernatural, some would consider somewhat paranormal life where where I, you know, experienced spirit, things of a spiritual nature uh, on a regular basis uh, for for the vast majority of my life, um, yeah. especially after I, I got into working in ministry. And um you know, the, I have encountered so many people just in the short time that we've been uh, doing the wild and weird stuff that have had almost uh, cookie cutter like experiences mm-hmm. where they've they've experienced something in the woods. Either it was a Bigfoot like creature or dog man or or some kind of creature in the woods. Uh, they've experienced UFOs or uh, or alien abduction, um, or they've experienced a a litany of various paranormal uh, activities like hauntings or shadow of people or seeing loved ones that had, had long since passed uh, and things of that nature. Do you do you think that there are people who are almost like magnets for this kind of stuff? Oh, absolutely. I think some people, uh, you know, there's a lot of different avenues you can take when you're talking about this particular subject. Okay. One, I noticed that a lot of people that I've talked to that have had similar experiences to me and multiple different types of experiences. And this may be true for you. I don't know. But uh, me personally, I've almost died three times. You know, maybe I did cross over one time and I'll, you know, I think maybe that could have something to do with it where you have been to the other side or into the other dimension and spirits know that, and they might be um, whether it was when you were a baby in the womb, whether it was sometime during your adult life or child, you know, you may have, uh, just very briefly crossed into that, you know, realm or whatever word you want to use for it. And spirits know that and they, and they, they, they are drawn to you for, you know, whatever reason. That's one, that's one way you can look at it. Um, now if you're a person that's never had any near death experiences or anything like that, um, you can look at it through, uh, a person's energy levels or they're on a higher, maybe a higher vibration. Their energy is a higher vibration and spirits are drawn to that, uh, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Or it could be that you are drawn, you're, you know, you talk about you're in the ministry and stuff and you're on a higher spiritual level than most people. That could be another factor. Um, you know, there's so many different factors that can contribute to, people having these types of experiences or even multiple experiences. Um, or it could be as simple as, you know, this one time when one of your loved ones died, they came to visit you. 
and that's it. And that may be the only experience you had. So, you know, there's so many ways you can run with this stuff. But I, you know, me personally in my research, that's one of the topics I've researched is why do some people have multiple experiences in different genres of the paranormal fields, quotation marks, you know, whether it be UFOs, cryptid sightings, encounters, or some type of weird haunting experience. Um, so you got to kind of, as an investigator, you got to kind of think outside the box and try to put, you know, you could go so many different ways with it, but that's what you just got, you know, that's what we're looking into. That's why we do what we do. Why, why is this happening? Why did that happen? Why does this person experience things and this person that may live in the same house household not experience anything, you know? It's a vast, vast uh, plethora of many different avenues you can take when it comes to something like that. Right. But I then, know that a lot of people I've talked to that have had these types of experiences have had NDEs, you know, near-death experiences where they may have died and been brought back. Or uh, And that's one factor I look into quite often when someone comes up to me and says, man, you're going to think I'm nuts. You know, that's one of the first thing they say. And I said, no, I'm not. That's the first thing I replied. No, I'm not. <laughs> I've yeah. been there, you know, and they say, well, not only have I experienced this, I've also experienced this and this. What the, am I crazy? You know, no, you're not crazy. Now there may be a small percentage of people that are on some kind of medication that makes them hallucinate things or whatnot. But I'd say the percentage is a lot smaller than actual people experiencing things. We all know someone that has had an experience. Like if you're a person that's never had an experience, I guarantee you someone in your family, one of your mm-hmm. friends, whatever, or someone you know yeah. has had a paranormal experience. You know? Yeah, yeah. you're 100. You're 100. 100% right, Dave. I mean, that is 100% right. Back when we used to do Ghost Watch, we would record that stuff. Uh, we had a guy who would uh, come in, and he was a really good camera guy, and he would film us and he had a really good little, you know, a little show made out of this thing. And, and that's how we would open every episode. Um, he filmed me one time, and I think I, that's kind of what I said. I was like, you know, every town has a great ghost story. And yeah. part of human understanding is trying to figure out what is out there. And that's kind of what this is. You know, we're, we're still trying to figure out what's out there. But, man, I do agree with you. I agree with you so much on um, – on so much of what you just said, I think that, you know, what we're calling them the weird magnets. I think that that really, we may have either A, inadvertently opened that door, or B, that door's just open for, uh, you know, our family or our genetics or, or something. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, there's something there, though. There's something there about those kind of people. And um, I don't I know. Think people are more open to than others to yeah. this stuff. Like, exactly. You know, people, uh, we, I think we all have, some cognitive abilities that we don't even understand, you know, or, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. talk about the third eye or psychic abilities or ESP. Right. I think all humans probably have that capacity in some shape or form or another, but we just, mm-hmm. we only use a small percentage of our brain capacity. And we're just not there. Uh, we're just not advanced enough to understand the full potential of our brains and what we can do with that. You know, uh, that's my personal opinion now. I mean, you know, I can't back yeah. that up with, well, no, no, I, I, yeah. I agree a lot with that, you know, yeah. um, I totally just, agree with it, that. and just like with what you were saying earlier with, uh, you know, the possibility of, uh, the, the involvement with being in ministry and whatnot, but at the same time, you know, my family has a history of weird, uh, mm-hmm. on, on my dad's side of the family, there's, there's a history of them having all kinds of crazy stuff going on. 
Um, and then yes. also with with the being in ministry and uh, and being on a, a different spiritual plane, uh, that that takes uh, it's a lot of spiritual discipline. It's similar to you, you know a lot of people will practice meditation and things of that nature. Um, I think when you start practicing these spiritual disciplines, and, and I'm sure Ron will agree, especially when uh, he was experimenting with uh, OBEs, that it's almost like a beacon or a, or a lighthouse effect. That yeah. once once you tap into it, I completely all of a sudden, that. all of a sudden, there's this like pulse that just sends mm-hmm. out to this spiritual dimension or spiritual realm that I'm here. I'm trying to make contact and Absolutely. then whatever comes yeah. your way, you know, you're, you're opening yourself up. You've got to be uh, in ministry and in, in, in religion, we call it the discernment of spirits. You have to be aware of what's coming in um, and what's trying to make that kind of contact with you, whether it be of a, a, a it's not all in, good. <laughs> yeah, it's not always good. You know, you, uh, you press the button and you don't know what's going to show up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. uh, it, it could very well not be a good experience that, that you're getting yourself into, and you need to be prepared for that. Uh, and I think that's a lot – I think that's a big mistake that a lot of people make too, especially the ones who are seeking this out uh, intentionally, that it doesn't yeah. just randomly happen to. Um, yeah, yeah. You rub the genie bottle? I think you're right about that. Um <laughs> It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we hear stories about that all the time, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, to be fair, um, I th- like like Dave was saying, I think that it's something that's based upon our experiences. I mean, you know, mine started very early. You know, uh, first UFO experience, and that was you know six or seven years old. I mean, that was that was pretty young, you know. And yeah. from there on, it just snowballed from, you know, all years and years later, it, I guess, got deeper and deeper. But um, I never really was a believer in that stuff until Hell, I, I had, I had to be. And when I was 13, I didn't know what Bigfoot was, you know. Yeah. And, um, I was, and, and then out of nowhere, I'm thrust into this crazy uh, experience and encounter. And then, I'm, you know, it scared the hell out of me for years, but I still wanted answers. And, you know, backtracking just a second here, you know, you talk, we're talking about unlocking the, the power of the human brain. How many stories have we heard out there of people getting to a, an accident or bumping their head? And next thing you know, they have these like superpowers, man. Yeah. They're oh, brain, they, yeah. Like, struck by guy, lightning. Things like yeah, that. We yeah. saw the one guy. He can't he had a he had some kind of car accident, hit his head. And next thing you know, he's playing like Mozart and everything else. Yep. Like it's nothing on the piano, you know. And becomes this piano uh, freaking super guy and is playing concerts all over the world and becomes a millionaire after this accident. He never and his family and himself, he never played a piano in his entire life. You yeah, know, I actually remember that story. That's pretty crazy. I mean, so there and there's yeah. hundreds of stories out there like that. Yeah. So, you know, something obviously knocked him, knocked him crazy and unlocked the musical side of his brain and he's next thing you know he's a he's a musical whiz guy you know and then there's other stories out there of people being having these accidents and all this stuff getting struck by lightning like you said and they come out of that and next thing you know man they're they're you know phenoms and in, in different areas and all kinds of stuff this is fascinating stuff 
Yeah, it's amazing. People, wait a minute. Disclaimer. People, don't go smacking yourself in the brain, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> or striking yourself with lightning. You know, yeah, yeah. lightning. Don't, I don't want to see people running around out there with lightning rods uh, you know, on top of buildings. <laughs> don't do that, okay? It's not going to end. I, I mean, that might be kind of entertaining to watch. No, no. It will not be entertaining <laughs> to watch. So um, do not do that. Uh, me personally, I don't know about you guys, but the longer I've done this, I think um, in my personal opinion here, this may be true for you too. I don't know. You can let it be known, but the longer I've put myself into the uh, investigative side of things um, and become, it's like you become more open and it almost feels like uh, spirits and entities know that as well. And they are drawn to you because how many times have you been on an investigation, for example, and I've seen this happen numerous times with myself. You're in a room with maybe one or two people. You're getting some really good stuff, EVPs, you know, class A EVPs. You're getting some crazy spirit box responses. And somebody else walks into the room and it just stops. Stops. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. Been there. Been there. You know, I call them energy killers because that person's maybe their vibration yeah. is different or lower than yours. And bam. And then they get all, you know, it's usually one of those people that say, ah, you know, I haven't got nothing all night. I never get nothing yeah. doing this, stuff, you know, and this and that. And uh, but for me, you know, I've seen that happen numerous times. So what is that? Is that because maybe some of us are a higher vibration or more open to it? We know it's real because we've had these experiences and and the spirits or the entities or whatever we're communicating with know that. So. Are they therefore drawn to us more for whatever reason? I think yes, in my personal yeah. opinion. I agree. Yeah. Different different energies and you know. Yeah. yeah they're I, just drawn I, to certain energies, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with that for sure. Yeah. And, and these people these people, you know, you see on some of these shows, you know, and I'm not naming any names or nothing, but they go out there for the sake of TV because it is entertainment and they're provoking and they're doing all this crazy stuff. And I, I yeah. you know, you hear me on show after show saying, be careful what you ask for, because you might just get it. I've seen it happen yeah. many times. I had an attachment myself from a location one time and it was not fun. Let me tell you, uh, I had, I got, I had to go through this whole thing with three different clergy members and it turned around almost overnight, but I went through probably the worst year of my life when that was going on. And these things can affect you spiritually, mentally, and physically. I, I've lived yeah. it. I've it. No, absolutely. I've, the other people too yeah that's what happened when i i referred to uh, I, I think i seen a demon because i was you know 10 foot tall and bulletproof when i was younger and i you know basically challenged you know something that i thought was there and yeah that wasn't that wasn't a, a good decision yeah that's but, not a smart thing to do well you know well you know, yeah. when you're 19 or 20 young and dumb well, yeah, let's just say Ten foot tall and bulletproof. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I understand. And it comes that comes with you know experience. The more experience you have, the less likely you are to do something like that. Um, it it's a perfectly, in my opinion, it's a perfectly natural thing for people to do sometimes. Uh, especially if they they go in somewhere and they're with friends or whatever and they're like uh, let's just hypothetically say they're in a haunted house or a place that has had demonic activity to walk through the doors and try to challenge something yeah and 
when that challenge is laid down, when you throw the gauntlet down, something might be there to pick it up. Like you said, Dave, you, you be careful what you ask for. Yeah. And just, it can be dangerous. And even if you're not provoking, you can pick up a hitchhiker, so to speak. Yeah. And I've seen it done. Absolutely. I've seen it times. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're spot on with that. And you know that was going to be uh, part probably the uh, answer to one of the questions I was going to ask. We see a lot of people, a lot of YouTubers are going out there and they're going into these places and they are doing exactly what you just said. To them, some of them may think it's real, and most of them probably don't. They think it's just for shock value. Um, it's dangerous, like you said. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been we've been to the TNT area, we've been to those bunkers, and I can tell you right now. That place is weird. Okay, oh, I went in there with I went in there with zero thought of how you know I, I cleared my mind. I'm like, yeah, this is a really cool historical place, dude. We're there. There's there's weird like a weird vibe that you get and that I can't explain. And I've been to, to a lot of weird places. This place was really strange. So yeah, that's one of I, I don't know as the weirdest. The weirdest vibe ever, you know, and then and even the town itself. I love that town. Don't get me wrong. But at like five o'clock, it becomes a ghost town. And yeah, it really does. Yeah. It's feeling there, man. And then yeah. you go out bunkers and it's a hundred times worse. <laughs> so, so I've got a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, um, it's, it's I've got two questions, but I'm going to ask one at a time. Um, so I'm just curious with your investigations and, and all of that, how did your background through like law enforcement, the military and things like that come into play did, or did they? Oh yeah, absolutely. They did. Um, because I've learned, um, better techniques, so to speak, uh, as far as investigative go, you know, skills go. Um, and you know, you, when you're in law enforcement stuff, you kind of develop your own gut instincts, so to speak. And then you can implement some of the things you're taught as an investigator. And I kind of moved them around to fit the paranormal side of things. But I use the same formula. You know, you concentrate on the who, what, where, when, and why, you know, and you pull out your toolbox, so to speak, and when you're investigating. And it seems to help me, you know, a lot. And, and you know, also you have to think outside the box, you know, because you're not dealing with, you know, a regular situation here. You're dealing with a possible uh, dead human spirit that's lingering for some God knows why reason. Why is this spirit lingering here and it's not going somewhere else? Um, why is it doing these things? Or to get even more freakier, you know, you're dealing with uh, something that was never a human spirit or had a human mm-hmm. soul. It's an entity um, of some sort. And what the heck is that? You know, what is that thing doing here? You know, is it an elemental from, possible native american uh traditions or is it you know something more nefarious or you know demonic possibly um so it's all part of what we're trying to do because we really don't know what we're communicating with you know i've seen so many situations over the years where you think you're talking to maybe a, a possible child spirit of a little girl or whatever and it turns out to be something manipulating you trying to gain your trust and it's something more on the type of, you know, for lack of a better word, demonic in nature right. or negative or negative in nature. I don't like to use the word demon and mm. demonic very often because malevolent it, intelligence. 
Yeah, it's something yeah. that has a negative context to it. It's not nice. You know, people are being scratched in the home or the location or attacked or choked or held down or whatever the case may be. And you're sitting there scratching your head. Okay, going, what, you know, what am I actually communicating? Because I'm getting what sounds to be like a little girl on EVPs um, or a little child's voice coming through a ghost box. But yet these people are being scratched and tormented in their own home. So, you know, it's it's pretty uh, unnerving at times. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I mean, yeah. for sure. You actually you actually uh, jumped in to the answer the other question I was going to have, and that was, have you ever dealt with something that, you know, um, turned out not to be exactly what you thought, you know, was really oh, yeah. thinking it was like that. So, Well, I'm telling you right now firsthand that uh, almost every single time I leave with more questions than answers, but there's been times that, I definitely thought I was dealing with a child spirit and it turned out to be something totally different, you know? So, you know, if depending what your religious background and what your belief system is, whether you want to call it a demon or an angel or some type of elemental, you know, whatever, um, there, there's definitely in my book, negative forces out there that do control and manipulate human beings, man. And, um, yeah. I've seen it. I agree. Experienced a yeah. little bit myself. You know, I've been scratched several times on investigations where I couldn't explain it. I actually had my head cracked open by something uh, unexplained that was unseen at a location uh, and had a big knot on it. And the ghost box said that he, it hit me with a shovel. Um, wow. Really crazy wow. stuff, you know. Um, and then the very next day, my buddy that was with me, the ghost box, the same voice was coming through saying his name was Ian. And he was going to slice him because he was kind of giving him down the road for attacking me the night before. And he had three giant scratches from his left shoulder down below his belt line on his left side of his back that was were about to bleed. And it told us it was going to slice. He was going to slice him right before it happened. Wow. So, you know, I've seen some pretty crazy stuff in my time. And But, you know, I'm talking this is, you know, I've done thousands of investigations, guys, thousands of of residential homes, of businesses, and of just uh, the run-of-the-mill notorious haunted location. So, you know, you may go out a hundred times and not experience much at all, but that one time in that five-minute time frame, it goes off the chain. Let me tell you, it's going to change you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I remember the the uh, the first shadow uh, something that we saw or that I saw. Uh, when we were investigating uh, down here in Charleston, actually, the old uh, it was the old bread factory. And um, we had the whole team up there that were on the third third floor and you come in by elevator and there is no other way out but elevator. And as you come around this um, this area at the top, you can look back and you can see through these windows and you could see the elevator. And as we came around, I looked back at the elevator and there was somebody there. It was a, just a black shadow. Everybody continued on the other way. I took off toward the shadow. Um, but um, I did go around there and there's nothing there. And then when you see that there's nothing there, when, when you see that you just chased something that you saw and it's not there, that's that's an eye opener. That's like, wow, that just happened, you know, and it, it kind of. Yes, it was blacker than black, right? Yeah, blacker than black. Yeah. And they, you know, these guys are all with me. They're like trying to debunk this. Oh, you saw a shadow, a reflection through the, the, you know, the, the windows and, and whatnot. And we tried to recreate it. Couldn't recreate that. And I, to this day, I don't know what that was, but uh, 
uh, yeah, it was it was a defining moment. I was fully aware of shadow creatures and whatnot, of course, and shadow beings and or whatever you want to call them, uh, because the place I actually worked down there in the uh, town center, uh, there was one, uh, and it was pretty well known that there was one. Uh, multiple people had seen it, but uh, yeah, dude, it's just like like you said, these things kind of certain people uh, for whatever reason were magnets for this kind of stuff, and we're also magnets for the people who want answers. So they come to yeah. all of, you know, to them, to us. And they're like, you know, I want to tell you this story. I want to, you know, there's this thing I saw. And what is it? That's the number one thing I get is what is it? And I always say, well, you saw something. I don't know what it was, but, you know, how does that make you feel? You know, that's that's the kind of thing, because it's really how does it make you feel? How What do you think it was? Because it's not for me to tell you what that was. And most people I've talked to that have had a shadow figure or a shadow person type experience. Uh, most of them, probably 99% of them have said it, it felt very negative to them and yeah. they were, it yeah. felt malevolent um, and they did not feel good about it. And, and the same thing was with, with mine too, you know, um, the one I actually saw that I didn't record on camera felt very negative to me. You know, the other ones, I didn't see them when it happened live. I happened to capture it on camera and saw it on, on reviewing the camera footage. You know, like, oh, my God, look at that. You know, so um, but at the same time, you know, when you backtrack and you put the time frame together, you're saying to yourself, OK, what else? Was there anything else we were experiencing around that same time? And, yeah, sure enough, the, you know, we were capturing some EVPs. We were hearing this, you know, hearing, you know, whatever the case may be, for example, like a door closing or mm-hmm. unexplained steps or whatever. Um, so when you put all that stuff together, you're like, holy crap, man, you got something really uh, good there, you know, and and kind of really unnerving at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And that's a very important part. What Dave just went with there, because a lot of people will go out there and they will have their, you know, the recorders and whatnot. And and they're asking questions. They'll get these great EVPs. I've got some wonderful EVPs, but. You really get the good evidence when you have multiple things going. So if you've got, you know, your EMF meters over here running and you've got your, you know, your your recorders over here and you've got cameras over there and a thermal over here. If you catch something on all four of those, boy, you've got gold. Absolutely. You know, catching just one thing, it's kind of like, well, you caught something again. There's that something, isn't it? And it's like, you know, what was that? Could that have been a stray radio signal that came through? can't rule it out because we don't have any other, you know, evidence. But if we have these other things going, it's like, well, now, you know, we have to look at all that data. You always want to do that, you know, put everything you got at the same time going together and use multiple things. And, and uh, people always seem to forget one of your best tools is your body. You know, what are you feeling at that time? Pay attention if the hair on your arms or the back of your neck stands up, your body is one of your best tools because, whether we know it or not, whether we are, you know, know it cognitively or consciously, your body will pick up on unseen things. You will feel it. I mean, you, it's the fight or flight that is within all of us. Yep, and your body will yeah. tell you. I mean, how many times you've been in the woods on the hair of the back on the, on the back of your neck stands up and you feel like you're being watched, but there's no, you don't see anything. Yep. Pay attention to that. There's something going on. That was right. our TNT experience right there in a nutshell. Absolutely. You know, that's that's what we were saying over there. It was like, you know, we're walking around that path uh, and man, it just felt like something was watching us. 
Yeah, from the very, other side of the it lake. Was so unnerving. For me. It was just a weird feeling. Yeah, it was weird. Both of us. Uh, I mean, yeah. independent of each other. It's like something's something's going on here. It was weird. I, heard, I felt oh, like I was being was watched by something in the brush across the lake. The CIA. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it could have been. been. So that's all we have time for this week, but Dave will be joining us again next week as we continue to go down this path of paranormal research. And don't forget that you can find us anywhere podcasts are found. If you're listening to us on iTunes, give us a five-star rating and review. That really helps us stand out in the listings. If you want to support the show and help keep it free for everybody, head on over to wildandweirdwv.com. Click on the shop tab. And go ahead and feel free to browse amongst all the products that we have to offer. Remember, supporting that shop helps support this show and keep it free for everybody. We really appreciate your continued support. And until next time, stay wild and weird, everybody. <laughs>